If you're anything like me, and if I'm unsure that something isn't working properly, I like to use the good old tried and tested technique of turning it off, pausing, and then turning it back on. And that's what today's story reminds me of. We're looking at Paul's journey of reset in Acts. And in his case, it's definitely more like a full factory hard reset. He was way, way off kilter. So far in January, I've been enjoying thinking and pondering over this reset theme. In previous years, for me, I come to January and I've either fully committed to a New Year's resolution claiming that this year is going to be my year, feeling motivated by the fresh start that the new year brings. Or I've completely and deliberately stayed clear of New Year's resolutions, not wanting to set myself up for the inevitable failure that comes from them. This year, my thinking has somewhat adjusted and I've been challenged by a quote... Motivation gets you started, but habits keep you going. So rather than a resolution, I've been using January to reflect on what I want my focus to be and then what are my habits surrounding them. What habits do I need to keep? What do I need to adjust? And what do I just need to break? So at this point in the story that we're joining, Paul's name is actually Saul. Saul was his Hebrew name and and Paul was his Roman name and later we use more Paul. But just to be clear, when I'm saying Paul and Saul, I'm talking about the same person. So when we join in the story in Acts 9, Saul had taken it upon himself to punish any Jewish person that had started following and believing that Jesus was the Messiah, the saviour for the Jewish people. He believed that they were wrong, and he obviously thought that their way of thinking and their way of living was dangerous. Not only did he believe it, but he passionately and was aggressively against it. It angered him so deeply that he started persecuting them, hunting them down. It says in the Bible that he was relentless in his pursuit of them. He enlisted others to join with him in it and he strategically engaged authority to aid his mission. So that's where we're joining now. So in Acts 9 verse 3, it says, As he travelled, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed all around him, displaying glory and majesty of Christ. He fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city. And you'll be told what you must do. The men who were travelling with him were terrified and they just stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground. Although his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. He was unable to see for three days and neither did he eat or drink in that time. So Jesus encountered Paul in a supernatural way. He literally stopped him in his tracks on his journey. Jesus had a completely different plan for him. Saul had gifts and talents. He was clearly a very passionate man. He was obviously a good leader and I imagine him to be persuasive and assertive and dynamic. Paul was using all of who he was, all of his character, his gifts, his passions, but in a completely different direction. I just want to just pause here for a minute and just make a note to like reflect on later. What is your personality? 
what are your strengths or your gifts or your passions? Because Ephesians tells us that God chose you before he even created the world. Jeremiah says that he formed and crafted you in your mother's womb. You are chosen. You are designed. You are creative. Are you using all of what God made you to be for him? Growing up, I was really kind of I'd split the whole world into my head in my head as what was secular and what was spiritual, what was holy and what was normal, whether it be jobs or music or conversations. I'd failed to understand that my mind and my body and my spirit was all one. That my worship to God wasn't just singing a few songs over here, but it was bringing all that I am to the table. It wasn't just my nice Sunday part but actually choosing to cultivate my whole world and everything that I am, everything that I do to bring glory to God. Colossians tells us to put my heart and soul into every activity I do, as if I'm doing it for Jesus himself. You see, meeting Jesus was the key. Paul was putting his all into what he thought was right, but when he met Jesus, he was reset. I often do things that I think are right. I do them passionately and with everything I've got. But unless I engage with Jesus and stop and look to him and listen to him, my trajectory might be way off kilter. So just like my New Year's resolutions, life isn't perfect or imperfect. It's not just split black and white. Instead, I have a target, a focus, and that is that everything I do, I want to do it as if I'm doing it for Jesus himself. Rarely I'll actually achieve that, but day by day, my jobs, my tasks, my conversations, I want to come to Jesus, reset and just continue to keep aiming for that target. See, Paul was blinded and he was weakened by fasting for three days. 2020 and now 2021 has literally stopped me in my tracks and it has blinded me. And if I'm honest, it has weakened me too, but perhaps that's what I needed like Paul, to be made to get off that treadmill of what I'd been blindly pursuing, a chance to pause, to be stripped of normality and to reflect on my habits. So my prayer today is that as we're in this uncertain time, let's look to Jesus and just reset ourselves. And it's not a one-time thing, it's something we have to be doing again and again, day by day, even hour by hour. So I just want to just pray for us now. Father God, I thank you that you created us. I thank you that you crafted and designed us all individually and uniquely. And God, I thank you that you want to engage with us. You want to have a relationship with us. So Father, in this time of reset, God, we just look to you and we just lift our lives to you, God, and say, God, come and meet us. God, help us in our day-to-day routine, in our habits and in our lives. Lift them to you and know which need filtering and which need sorting and which need changing and stopping. God, we just ask that you would just come and meet us now, wherever we are, in our living rooms, on our chairs, um, on our phones, wherever, wherever we are, God, we just ask that you would just come and meet us and be with us today. Amen.